My name is Joe, and alternate universes exist. Along with my friend Adam, we have been given a task to use a magic window to gaze into these alternate universes and cast judgment upon them. To do that, we must become something else. We are the Monitors. Great job, Joe. Thanks. I really tried this week. We need to get like some real heroic names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want people to know my real name. I don't want people knowing that I watch a lot of DC shows. Well, you don't want them to know your secret identity? Uh, no. It's probably bad news. I could be like Adam Bomb. But yeah. then people still know you're Adam. Well, that's true. Yeah. But we say our names in the... I guess they wouldn't know our hero identity. We are the DC Monitors. We're live on Strange Label. Strangelabel.com. And hey, we have a Twitter page now and a Facebook page. Yeah, thanks, Adam. That just kind of got thrown together. But they're out there, so we can spread the word now. Yeah, and if you really want to follow us, you can see that we're only following all the people <laughs> from hey, it's brand the new. Arrowverse. It's yeah. brand new. We're going to keep up. But if you're looking like, oh, I don't know who I should follow from the Arrowverse, we'll just check our, our Twitter feed because it's just everybody from Arrow. Our Twitter's at the DC Monitors, and on Facebook, the DC Monitors. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, ne our next step is to uh, get a place to host in podcast form so you can download it at a later time. I mean, that is the next step. That's the next logical step. For That's honestly the first thing we should have done. Uh, but let's get into the DC universe. A lot to talk about this week. Arrow, uh, Arrow was a rerun, but everything else was new. I know. I was disappointed in no new Arrow. Arrow is, I've said before, my favorite show. Um, and so when it's not on the air, I'm, I'm sad, especially after last week with the, uh, the big reveal of Prometheus. You think... Um, you think he'll actually be Adrian Chase, or do you think like? Oh, of course. I could see like some swerve where like the real Adrian Chase has been like kidnapped and he's like disguised as him. No, I think it's actually <laughs> Adrian Chase. <laughs> I don't. I doesn't make any sense to me. Like how they found his mom, but weren't able to determine the name of her kid. Like Felicity has hacked way more things that were like much harder than that. Well, we saw in the preview episode that. It's actually Talia Al Ghul who tells them who he is. Really? I didn't watch the preview. Well, in the preview, she's like, you see Talia, and she goes, he calls himself Adrian Chase. <laughs> Wait, so Adrian Chase isn't his real name either? Well, that's what he calls him. Well, oh. no, he had some name before when they talked to his mom, and uh, they're like, what is his name now, remember? I tried to black that part out. Cause <laughs> I was like, this scene doesn't make any sense. Um, I thought it was really obvious that Adrian Chase was going to be Prometheus, like, all season. It just seems like, here's a guy you introduced at the beginning of the season. He's not on Team Arrow. You don't just have people who are, like, nice guys on the show. You can't have everybody be on Team Arrow. Like, wasn't it obvious he was going to turn by the end of the season? Well, not so much. That was a good spot by you, though. Good, I Yeah. Good to pick up on that. I mean, I looked too deep into it because I looked into who Adrian Chase was, and it said, like, he's vigilante in the comics, so I just figured out... They'll find out he's vigilante, but no, they swerved us. I, I mean, I I didn't feel like it was a swerve. I just felt like, oh man, it's so obvious. Like, when is he going to turn and just be friggin' Prometheus already? It kind of reminds me of the swerve on um, The Flash last season, where uh, Zoom turned out. I oh, thought he was Jay Garrick at first. He uh, was actually Zoom. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, that's me, Hunter Zolomon. And then that was like supposed to be like, oh, that's the, the twist right there. It's like, Hunter Zolomon's a nice guy. He's just some unassuming dude in this in this earth so what if yeah so he was holding the real jay garrick prisoner so like what if he's holding the real adrian chase prisoner i i mean i doubt it i mean what <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, he's holding true. adrian chase prisoner who you know in the comics is vigilante but there's a vigilante on the show like i mean I well, he know. lets him out at night to be vigilante <laughs> okay <laughs> i um, don't know i'm i'm thinking prometheus has to be tied some way into the russian storyline I, I thought about that too because this whole season in Arrow has just been about the legacy of um, of Green Arrow, and it, there's been a lot of callbacks to season one. And you see, like, even though it's the fifth year of being on the island, he he's, has his first year Arrow costume already, um, and they've been referencing a lot of like, oh, this is how we did it in season one, and this is what things were like when you were just the the Arrow vigilante. Yeah, and we see that. Talia's the one who like sewed his costume for him. Yeah, Talia basically gave him everything. <laughs> like, She's she said uh that Chinese guy from the first season, she 
she was uh, he was her student yeah 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 Fei. and then uh, our, uh, oliver's just like how's that possible <laughs> you're so much younger than him <laughs> And she's like, like, don't worry about it. You'll find out in season three or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You'll find out how it's possible. Um, I really liked when they introduced her. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I like that she was training him. She was in for like one episode. And they had such a cool fight scene in that episode, too. Like, when they were back, like, he's killing the Russians with the gun. Um, yeah, I thought it was like such a good episode. And then all of a sudden, it was like, bye, Talia. Like, where'd you go? <laughs> well, she's in the preview for next week. And I'm, I'm sure Prometheus, like, has to tie into this Russian Bratva thing somehow. You think that they're going to wrap up the last um, the last year on the island with the Russian Bratva and somehow like connect it to the Prometheus thing? Well, they usually this they usually tie the past to the present storyline somehow. And well, I don't know. I feel like the um, the Prometheus for for Arrow anyway was they they've said that he's uh, the son of a guy who he's trying to get revenge on Oliver for killing his dad when he was. Arrow five years ago. Yeah, they've been saying that. I'm not sure if that's like a misdirection though. But um, he's had other kind of lines in the past where he was just like, I don't know if you remember me, like when they first met. Um, but you actually stole my girlfriend. Like we've met before. Like, uh, you know, we were much younger. So I don't know. I just feel like he's not sort of tied into Russia at all. I I, I don't know. I just didn't get that impression. What if uh? He pulls off his Adrian Chase mask and it's Dolph Lundgren underneath. I would be happy. It seems like, <laughs> where did Dolph Lundgren go? Like, they announced that they got Dolph Lundgren and he was in like one episode. I really hope that he, like, he kills Susan Williams because she is the worst. <laughs> I, I love that, like, Thea and, uh, and Felicity have, like, the right idea. Like, you know, she was a journalist who slept with you, uh, which is ethically ambiguous. Um, and it was also investigating your background to write a big expose story on you like why do you still want to date her <laughs> he got her her job back and <laughs> yeah she's just like well i guess everything i said was true but somehow you didn't know about it yeah i just i i can't i i can't i don't like susan williams at all and then I, i'm totally on thea's side like whatever stop being a hypocrite oliver all right well that was a few weeks ago on arrow so what's yeah. what happened this week we had supergirl flash legends um, I mean, if we want to start with Supergirl, I, I actually didn't, um, I didn't hate Supergirl this week. Usually I come in here and I, I tell you how much I dislike Supergirl, but I thought this was one of the better Supergirl era, uh, Supergirl, Supergirl episodes, um, than, you know, what she's had recently. So, I mean, she's still a pill basically, <laughs> but I liked that like snapper car just like put her in her place, like the whole episode. Snapper car was really good this episode, but it just left so many questions. Like <laughs> like what? Okay, so she's asking to to publish that press release about or the that the Cadmus has no, like the, stolen the, the Yeah, the public service announcement. Yeah. And to Cadco magazine, right? Snapper w- wants like <laughs> there it's not a newsreel, right? It's a magazine, right? Is it a daily magazine or Oh yeah, so they show that like a poster that's a cover of the magazine. In Catco Magazine, it looks like it's Vanity Fair or like Seventeen Magazine or something. Yeah, so is it like once a week, once a month? Apparently it's daily because a couple weeks ago he said, today's headlines were true, and but now tomorrow's headlines are changing things. I have no idea. I, I could swear it's a magazine, but like who does a daily magazine? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Magazines are, yeah, and it's like a full glossy cover or something. It's not even <laughs> yeah, like... Is it digital at least? Like so they're not wasting money on print? <laughs> But, um, yeah, and then, so, Snapper has that exclusive interview with Supergirl. Yeah. Because uh, she wants to get the word out to all the aliens to be on the lookout because Cadmus is coming after them. They have all their names now. But uh, Snapper won't print it because he wants verified uh, sources. Sources, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I agree with him. Like, he's right, like... He can't just go on there and be like, Supergirl's uh, my only source. And then like Supergirl's like, why not? And he's like, well, where are you getting your information? Like, I need to know that. It's like, oh, a secret uh, military organization. But don't worry. They're on the up and up. He's like, oh, so when have you been working with, you know, secret military organizations? Like, he calls her out on that stuff. Um, and I, I liked that, like, you know, Kara's still just like. I did like how she didn't get fooled by that. She's like, now that's a leading question. I didn't say I was working with them. Yeah. <laughs> But still, like, he's right. Like, you need to, like, he can't just go, you know, risk his own reputation 
Uh, and he said several times that journalism is a search for the truth, and like he needs to verify every single uh, word he prints. And he said by the end of the episode, there's a reason why they do that. There's a reason why they follow the rules that way. Um, and I, I like that. Like, oh, I love that they fired Kara over it because like she's just like, oh, I'm gonna publish my own blog and mm-hmm. I'll get the word out that way. And I do love how this magazine has more integrity than all real life media. <laughs> it's like such a bastion of truth. I know. I would work for Snapper Car. Like honestly, he seems like you know the real deal. And I love that Kara's just like, I know I'm gonna get fired, but like, why? I was just trying to do the right thing. And then he tells her exactly why. Like, you know, you published a story on a competing platform, like using our resources and, <laughs> and our materials. Like, what did you really think was gonna happen? I was gonna give you a bonus. It did raise questions, though. Why is she going? to snapper to ask to publish this why doesn't she ask jimmy yeah jimmy who's snapper's boss <laughs> who's the ceo of catco well because obviously jimmy's out drinking during the day <laughs> yes he's not at work and then uh snapper just you know after she fucking uh puts all the information on the blog herself snapper fires her from the news from the magazine yeah he just unilaterally fires her. He does. She doesn't go to Jimmy and say anything. No, and Jimmy doesn't come to her defense. Like he, it, it, as if Jimmy like wouldn't hear that she got fired. Or I mean, he's overruled him in the past on bullshit. So, I mean, I wouldn't take her back either if I was Snapper. Like if Jimmy really wants to keep her, like I would shove her over to one of the other, um, you know, reporting units we have. But know that like she's not reliable. But I love like after she got fired, how Monel's just like, "You keep doing you, Bay." Like. <laughs> And you Jim, don't, you don't need Jim, him. Just but, trust your own instincts. I'm like, no, you need him because he's telling you how to be a good journalist. Who you profess, that that's your calling, is you being a journalist. But <laughs> it's it just bothered me so much how there's nothing from Jimmy at all. Because he's overruled Snapper in the past. I don't know. Like, what made him print biased articles. Well, I don't know what they're doing with Jimmy recently. Because Jimmy's just like, you know, off in the wind. Like, we haven't really, he disappears for entire episodes. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have a full season contract, so like, <laughs> he just disappears. And th- I'm pretty sure they don't know what to do with him anymore. Like, they tried to make him a superhero, but like, once that arc ended with everyone finding out that he's Guardian, they're like, okay, well, what's next? Now we just have uh, Wynn and Jimmy are just like you said, they're hanging out at the bar, the <laughs> alien bar in the middle yeah. of the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he has his Guardian costume nearby because when the when the aliens get rounded up inside the alien bar, uh, you know, he shows up as Guardian like three seconds later. Um, I did uh, like in this episode, um, Wynn's new girlfriend, Lyra. Yeah. I, I liked how they actually gave her some personality in this episode. Yeah. So that she's not just a weird, like, fish face. Which, by the way, all of the aliens in that bar are some sort of weird fish face. <laughs> like, that's the only thing that's different about them. Is they, they're human, like, below the head. It's like, oh, the Martian gets shape-shifting and yeah. Flight and super strength, but all, we just get to look like fish. <laughs> yeah, everybody in there it's just like we're regular humans, but we look like we have fish heads, you know. Um, but yeah, she was like this week. She actually showed like some uh, interest in like Jimmy and uh, Kara. Like she cared about um, Win's life. She wasn't just like a sex sex crazed alien girl <laughs> straight out of Star Trek. Yeah, well, it seems like most of the aliens have been there for a while on Earth. I guess it did, was there an episode that maybe I'm not recalling, but um, where they came out and said that everybody knows that aliens are living on Earth, aside from you know like Superman and Supergirl. I think it came out because um, then they have like the president. Like I remember the president a gave a speech on it, but then it was just like uh, she was aware that aliens were living there secretly, but now they can just be out of the open and everyone's okay with it. Yeah, because, um, like, Lyra was out with Wynn, and, like, people just saw her. So the alien bar, like, that's where they could let their face down, and they could ha- show off their fish heads, but if they leave the alien bar, do they put their faces back on and not be fish heads, or what's the deal there? Well, Cadmus kidnapped that family before, and they had, like, some kind of disguises. Yeah. So is that, I'm just curious, is everybody doing that, or, because it's odd, because everybody in the in the alien bar just has their fish heads out. I mean, it's still, like, a thing, like... Men in Black, where they're all disguised now. But now that it's open, like, they're starting to come out. Huh. But there's still prejudice against them. Uh, like, that's what Cadmus is there. Well, Cadmus is, like, incredibly uh, prejudiced. What do you think about, like, Jeremiah's turn? Like, when Alex finally catches up with him. Oh, you know what I really loved was uh, when um, 
uh, Martian Manhunter like shapeshifts into uh, Jeremiah just to like trick Alex, and yeah. she's like so upset by it. Like he's like, I needed to prove that you weren't compromised, but it clearly you are. <laughs> and she's just like, that was unfair. That's the cruelest thing you could have done. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's the smartest thing after last <laughs> week where you just trusted Jeremiah implicitly. Yeah, just to test her. Like she, she would have just gone, just broken straight into um, the DEO and it, stolen whatever it, he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> like he gave a convincing story, and she's like, yeah. You're right. I'll help you. And she's like, "No, look, I'm a shapeshifter." I did. I did like that scene, but what I didn't like was at the end when he's like, "I shouldn't have done that." No, he <laughs> absolutely should have done it. Like, I I don't understand why she wasn't like, "I'm sorry, you were right." Not like, "Look, I was right the whole time." Okay, so the the whole storyline of this episode, besides the uh, the magazine article stuff, is Cadmus is kidnapping aliens and. They're loading them all into a giant spaceship to deport to the other side of the universe or something like that. And <laughs> I just love that it's just like, hey, we're deporting all these aliens. Like the yeah. the space version of the INS has showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremiah Danvers is running this, saying, uh, hey, she wanted uh Lillian Luther wanted to just kill them all, but I said we can deport them. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like easier on them at all. So I'm like, they they have a huge spaceship with a light speed drive and they're just going to waste it on deporting aliens? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's so many things they could do with that ship. I just thought it was silly that somehow Supergirl is able to push against the ship so it can't break the Earth's atmosphere <laughs> and go to light speed. I was, I was really hoping it would. And then, like, you know, maybe there would be an arc where, like, Alex has to somehow figure out how to get that ship back, you know? I thought for a second there, yeah, that they were at all go to light speed and would have an episode where they're trying to get home. Yeah, but no. That's just back to business as usual. And then by the end of the episode, uh, Terry Hatcher shows up. Um, and uh, she's in a little spaceship with Kevin Sorbo. Yep. They'll be on next week. Apparently they're uh, Monel's parents or something. Yeah, that's that's what I was uh, thinking Like when I saw them. like I, I didn't know for sure, but my guess was that they were Monel's parents because they said specifically like, Ooh, what's the deal with this sun? Which seems very odd to me when you are a spacefaring species that <laughs> you haven't visited other yellow suns before to know that it has an effect on you. So the thing I didn't get, um, Alex goes rogue to try to get to Jeremiah before the DEO kills him or something like that. And she finds him and convinces him to betray Cadmus and help her. Like yeah. he says... He releases, he starts shooting all the Cadmus troops and takes down Hank Henshaw. So I guess he's nice again now. He's nice again, but then like Cyborg Superman knocked him out and then that was like the last we saw of him. Yeah. So like, did they, they must have taken him with him because then Alex is just like, oh, we're here back on Earth. And I was like, he, we'll get Jeremiah back someday. He helps him take out all those troops and like, he just disappears after that. They couldn't locate him or save him. No. <laughs> and like why does Cadmus even still want him like just leave him there I don't know he's just betrayed them uh, yeah I guess they just want revenge at this point yeah um, the other thing when Snapper had that exclusive interview with Supergirl he got a really close up look at her face I, I still don't it's like blinders people don't understand how she's not Kara I'm like especially when he just saw her like two seconds earlier yeah, she has very obvious facial characteristics, too. Like, yeah. she has an acne scar, like, right next to her eyebrow. <laughs> I wasn't watching that closely, but... But um, it reminds me of um, The Rock on Saturday Night Live, like, years ago when yeah. he was Superman. And, like, he just... He's walking around the Daily Planet, and, like, his cape is hanging out the back of his pants, and... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody that notices it? Yeah, he, like, unbuttons his shirt, and it's poking out. People are just, like... <laughs> no, like, they're just ignoring it. Well, I mean, it's it's sort of like um, not another teen movie when like they they make over the girl who's got like the ponytail and the glasses, and everyone's just like, "That's it, I'm a miracle worker." Like she <laughs> doesn't have a ponytail; she doesn't have glasses anymore. She's a completely different person. <laughs> <laughs> um, one I I thought I saw a little Easter egg. Um, when um they were like freeing all the aliens that were captured by Cadmus. Um. One of the aliens looked just like Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like the green skin and red hair. Oh, I didn't notice. I thought that was kind of a cool little tribute, if I was even right about that. 
But uh, yeah, the Flash this week. Flash this week. Um, I was. Uh, I felt like it was not that great an episode for me personally. I don't know about you. Uh, I felt it. Like, I felt they almost are basically shouting the identity of Savitar at you um, through this episode. Did was that more the case for you, or are you, are you still like sort of questioning as to who Savitar might be? Well, who do you think it is? I felt it was so obvious, especially after this episode when they um, when they contacted him through Julian and he's uh, given his monologue, his speech to everybody and calling them all out and stuff. I'm like, I do love uh, all the Savitar dialogue with Tobin Bell. Yeah, he was um, the Jigsaw killer in the Saw movies. It's a cool voice. <laughs> uh, I thought it was. Uh, as he was saying stuff and he was calling people out, and I'm like, this guy, this is this is going to be Wally. This is Wally West, isn't it? You think so? I think it's Wally. I, he even says at some point, um, the Flash asks him, like, oh, so I gave you your powers? And he's like, no, I gave myself my powers. And I'm like, well, Wally's always saying that Savitar gave him his powers, and if Wally is Savitar, then he gave himself his powers. See, I, I was kind of thinking it was going to be future Barry. But he says that future Barry is the one that throws him in prison. So a different future Barry. So there's like three future Barrys. But Barry could like know what he did and try to imprison himself so he doesn't hurt the world more. Well, I mean, he did create Flashpoint. And all of this is because of the fact that Barry created Flashpoint. I mean, Barry, honestly, is the biggest villain in the Flash series. Like (laughs) everything that happens is because of his dumb... Yeah, His that's why. Moves that's ideas. like why I thought he this Savitar would be like the personification of Barry's fuck well, ups. I mean, the other the other thing is uh, he says, from my perspective, you're the big bad, and if you look at it from Wally's perspective, um, you know he uh, Barry created this alternate universe, this Flashpoint, and he uh, Wally always wanted to be the hero he's always saying this like I just always felt it was my calling and I'm going to be a speedster and be a hero whatever um, so from his perspective and looking at how Barry just fucks everything up like every season constantly like that's what he wants to do right now is just like stop Barry <laughs> we, uh, you did have good points like um Nobody else sees Savitar except for Wally in the episode. And yeah. then Wally gets sucked into the Speed Force and it poops out Savitar. Yeah. And he said that he had been in the Speed Force for so long that it like corrupted his mind. Uh, which I thought was weird because uh, when Barry was in the Speed Force you know, last season, uh, he kind of made it seem like it was some sort of weird like afterlife. It was like a dream of his, where we're seeing his mom. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like you age or anything in there. So... Um, even though Wally is kind of trapped in there, I don't think like he would lose his mind, right? Like he'd just be like in his version of heaven with the speed force aliens. I did talk to you. um, So Cisco takes Wally into the vision and he notices that uh, Iris isn't wearing her engagement ring. Yeah. And um, he makes like a huge stink about it in front of everyone. He does. Well, cause Wally, he's upset with, um, with Barry as he should be a lot of the times. And Barry, I always feel like, is a douche to him, like, nonstop. And that's the other thing that sort of made me, like, contribute to the fact that he's Wally in the future, Savitar. Um, Because, like, every episode, like, Barry just, like, unloads on him. Like, it seems like they're friends at some point, and then he's just like, Wally, I'm sorry, you can't do this. I'm Barry, this is my rule. You know, like, get out of (laughs) here. And then he, he like, fucks something up. He's like, no, you're off the team for now. Yeah, exactly. Like This time when he finds out that Barry can see Savitar, he's just like, oh, I don't know how this works. Get out of here. Like, don't be anywhere near me, <laughs> he man. He's spying on us now. <laughs> yeah. But he did fulfill the vision by making such a scene about the ring. Yeah. Like, if he had not said anything, like, she could have kept wearing the ring and the scene would have been different. I thought it was so dumb, too, because, so like, Barry gets hurt from Savitar by the end. Savitar gets released and... um. You know, he wakes up after, you know, they've pulled the piece of Savitar out of his body. And there's Iris right there. And they pan down. They make a big deal of panning down and showing her hand that has no ring on it. Barry, of course, notices. Like, you're going <laughs> to take this moment where he, like, was just, like, your brother was has been kidnapped into the speed forest. Your, your fiancé was just stabbed through the chest. And you're going to take this moment to remind him that now you're not engaged anymore? Yeah. And... And Iris just gets like, I can't believe she played into it. Like she gets, oh, you only proposed to me out of fear. Yeah. Now you <laughs> believe it or not, you've tainted our entire relationship. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
That's that's such a stretch in writing for me. I know. I'm like, so you know that you got married in the future. Your feelings for Barry have only grown. They've not really changed. The just the fact that he wants to change the future by getting married to you, um, like you're. I don't know. I just felt like something like they were already on course to getting married. Like, what's the big deal if they move it up a bit? Like, I felt like she made a bigger deal out of it. And you would think knowing the future, she would be like, well, we should do it right now just in case anything happens. I want to be with the person I love. Exactly. Like, I feel like that's, I don't know. It just seemed odd to me that she'd be like, we're not engaged anymore. I also didn't think about it too much up until this episode. But when, um, like, Joe West is, like, looking at them. Like, looking at Barry and looking at Iris, they're about to get married. It's, like, just became suddenly super weird for me that they're pretty much a brother and sister getting married. I know. I think about it all the time. It's, like, that last episode of The Office when Michael Scott shows up again and uh, he does one of his talking heads and his thing, like, when he sees, like, you know, Dwight and Angela get married and Jim and and Pam are together. It's just, like, it's, like, my kids grew up and they all married each other. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt like that's exactly what this is. Like... And he's staring at Barry. And then, like, for whatever reason, he and Iris made a big deal about how Barry was supposed to ask Joe for his permission. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, what is this? Why, why is this a thing? Like, I don't care that, you know, he expected him to ask for permission. But, like, I don't know. It just seemed, like, odd to bring oh, yeah. it up. And when, when she was pissed that he, he proposed out of fear, he's like, you didn't even ask my dad. dad? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and then I just love how confused Barry is. Like, I don't know. I guess I didn't think about it because well, it seems dumb. He's my dad, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why didn't you ask his permission to marry me? <laughs> I mean, she was right. Their their relationship is moving really fast. Like, they just moved in together, and now he's just proposing. But, I mean, they've been living together since they were kids. I know. But, like, I assume, like, they've only just started doing each other, so. I honestly... Well, that, that, he should just let her die and then just get an iris from another earth or something. <laughs> I love that line from uh, Killer Frost a few episodes back where they wanted her to save Iris because she was touched by that guy who decomposed things. Oh, yeah. And she goes, maybe I should just let her die. How's that for changing the future? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a really good line. Yeah, that's a good one. I liked... Uh, I did a lot. I forgot what I was gonna, about to say, but... um. So oh, damn sorry. So you may be right about Wally. Be, I mean, you're you're better at picking up on that stuff than I am, but I still kind of think it could be like a future version of Barry, where like he goes, he loses his mind, and I just think it's weird if Barry is fighting himself. I mean, I'm not for another speedster villain, so I really hope next season they just lay off a speedster villain as the season's big bad. But like, um, I don't think they will. The fact that I think it's a little too early to mine the um, I'm also a bad guy, but also the hero. Like, I get that Barry created like another alternate reality, but it's weird if his future self is still the Flash, but then his future future self is Savitar, and Savitar is a bad guy, and it, and it, it, stuff like that. He says like, "Oh, I gave myself my powers." That just, just doesn't make any sense. See, I thought the line where they're um, Savitar is talking through Julian, he says. I am the future Flash. I was thinking, like, I'm the future Flash. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it also Wally isn't also yeah, the future Flash? That's another... I was just going to say that, like, in the comics, uh, Wally becomes the Flash. Like, he, uh, Barry Allen dies for a long time, and Wally West becomes the new Flash. Well, it's also... He seems to have a lot of information on all of them. Like, he called them all out. Like, he even said to, like, um, HR, like, oh, I'm really upset that you you make it through this okay. <laughs> You know, and then he <laughs> says to Iris, like, well, the reason you have to die was because it's because it's between you and me. So, like, I'm assuming at some point later in the season, there's going to be a choice between Wally dying or Iris dying. And they make decision that it should be Iris. And then you can get another Iris from Earth 2 or, yeah. or Barry Iris from just, Earth 20. <laughs> I don't know. Run back in time and create another flashpoint. Like <laughs> just be another villain because every season... He runs back in time and changes reality again for his own benefit. I think uh, Julian, the the mind prop Julian used to speak through Avatar. Yeah, pretty sure that was the same prop that from they used in Legends of Tomorrow when Rip Hunter controlled all the Knights of the Round Table. Maybe, 
<laughs> maybe it's uh you know Cisco's invention, and then they just have it near like twenty one fifty or wherever they came from. That's a good point. They did say, yeah, like Doctor Midnight invented it. Yeah. What do you think of Legends this week? Um, I mean, I liked it. It was good for a Legends episode. I liked the uh, going inside Rip's mind. Um, some weird stuff. Some weird stuff in there. I especially the whole Gideon Gideon thing. <laughs> I was just about to say the Gideon thing. The Gideon thing so weird to me. Like, I mean, it's nice, I guess, that the actress that voices Gideon was was there, and you know, like, do you know her name? I don't. I don't know it offhand. I think it's like Amy Pemberton. Does that sound right? Um, maybe. She was definitely hot, though. Yeah, I just thought it's weird because by the end of it, he's making out with her. I'm like, okay, this is sort of a weird shit fantasy. And then, like, when he gets out of the dream, Gideon's just like, "I, I are you sorry about our kiss?" And I'm like, "What? How did Gideon like <laughs> know about this? like was it, it was all in his mind? So like, was Gideon actually well, really there, or was G- well, Gideon, Gideon a figment of his own mind? Gideon was controlling all the tech that had them all connected through the mind. So she was actually there. I figured she must have been. Oh, so that's why it just it threw me off the end when she was like, "Are you sorry about our kiss?" And I'm like, "I wait, how did you?" <laughs> How did you know about that? So White Canary and um, Jefferson go into Rip Hunter's mind to make him not evil anymore. Yeah, um, which was apparently surprisingly easy. So he looked at all the legends as evil. Like, that's what Eobard Thawne twisted his mind to see. Yeah. But he didn't twist his mind to see Gideon as evil. So Gideon... Gideon was able to reverse that and... They they eventually figure out that he has superpowers in his own mind and he can he can <laughs> stop all of the bad versions of themselves. I didn't I didn't um think of that at first. I thought Gideon was just like a figment of his mind. That's what I thought it was. But then after Although I didn't get why he had to sexualize her. Like why did he yeah. jump in to kiss the computer program? Like just because it was a pretty girl now? I guess so. <laughs> but when she said she remembered the kiss, I was like, Oh well she was controlling all the mind control well maybe she put herself in there as a pretty girl with the hopes that she could like make out with him (laughs) but he seems okay the fact that he lost his family in the future so does she she have sexual subroutines he's rebounding with gideon (laughs) she probably does i bet you at some point like they'll download a program into an android body and she'll go on adventures with them that's probably like season three honestly they go into the future because they never seem to go uh past where he's from like so they save the future, I guess. So if they go back to like 2163 or wherever he was from, like it'll just be regular future now, right? It won't be like destroyed by Vandal Savage. But they never seem to go that direction. It's always like, let's go back into the past somewhere. Well, they did once, I guess a couple episodes ago. They went to like the year 3000 or something, right? Yeah, just to get the piece of the spear. I guess next week they're going to the moon. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch any of the previews and stuff. Um, next week's preview, like the final piece of the spear uh commander steel the one from the jsa like took it on a apollo 13 or something and dropped it on the moon oh i saw um i don't know i it's weird the relationship that's sort of building between uh amaya and and um steel steel yes uh, <laughs> i was nate, on his name, nate for a second nate yeah. haywood nate haywood it was it's weird that relationship because like uh ray comes up to him and he tells him like you know you can't there's nothing you can do here like she goes back to her own time she's got like grandkids that exist i did like that scene um which one where she talks to the dinosaur no where um where um ray yeah where ray talks to nate about vixen he's like she has a granddaughter that I've met and I've fought alongside. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, we were all recruited because we don't matter the timeline. But like, if she doesn't have this granddaughter, like there's all these people that won't be saved. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was. But I mean, I guess it could be that, you know, like she goes back to wherever she's from and she takes Nate with her, you know, and maybe Nate is her grandfather. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know who the husband is. Yeah. Because Nate seems kind of smitten. Smitten with that kitten. <laughs> I don't know. Although that. that their relationship, I wanted Ray to break them up because their relationship pissed me off. Because the first time, yeah, because they, it, they just go off uh, and have sex. Yeah, when they were supposed to be searching for somebody, and then I was like, "Did you forget that you're looking for this guy? Like, 
You're going to pause to like have sex for an entire day? They're supposed to be saving George Washington and Heat Wave from the British. That's what it was, yeah. And they just stopped and spent a whole night having sex in the woods. Yeah. Like, that's what cost them to lose the spear to Rip Hunter, and he gave it to the Legion. And they're not sorry about it. In fact, they're just going to go bone each other again. Yeah, they did it again in this episode. Yeah. They're just trying to get off their mission and go have sex. Like even Ray, like he's Ray is just being like a wet blanket. He's just, he's he like, should be. Yeah, he shows up. I love how he just like comes in. He's just like, "Hey guys, like, what are you doing over here? You know, I see you like getting close to each other." They need to be constantly supervised, or they'll like they'll just fuck up every mission. Was it weird that they're in the forest and it's like the middle of winter? Like, did dinosaurs live like that? Like the the T Rex? Like every time you think of the T Rex, he's like in a jungle setting, but like. It's the middle of, like, the Canadian forest or something. Yeah, did they? I don't know if they were in cold climates. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, it threw me off a little bit. And then, it was weird how they, we saw no other... Dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. just that snake. Yeah. That was it. And it just looked like they were in the forest now, like, not the forest from, like, 60 million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think they'd be, like, some huge fauna? Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's all weird. I, I was wondering if they were actually going to show the T-Rex. Like, because the whole episode, yeah. they just had a roar in the distance. Yeah. It's so, like, they don't want to blow their whole CGI budget. <laughs> but they did for, like, four seconds. Yeah, we'll save it for one scene. Yeah. I, it was weird that he called her, like, what was it, Gertrude or Gertie or something? Yeah. <laughs> Why that name? I I really like Mick in this, in this series, because I always feel like people, like, underestimate him. Um, yeah he's great yeah especially like this episode when he like he gets to be the the guy that knows stuff and martin stein is his like now you know little servant like oh get me a six-pack <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like uh talking about the mind control to yeah. save rip <laughs> and he's like as long if i have the professor as my assistant i'm sure i can get it done get me a beer professor <laughs> just gonna just drink beer while he's doing this surgical procedure I didn't really get why Sarah couldn't wake herself up because somehow she lost the armband in her dream. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't the armband like still on her arm? And so like when Jax wakes up and he's just like, oh, we got to wake up Sarah. He goes over and he like gets the defibrillator <laughs> and like wakes her up that way. And I'm like, wait, should you be doing this? Like she said, go get Stein, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did her bracelet do- get crushed in the real world? Yeah. Like, do you even know what you're doing? So, I thought it was pretty obvious after last night. Do you think Martin Stein's going to be killed off this season? Uh, Yeah. I mean, they, they do bring up... I don't know about this season. Uh, there's only a couple episodes left. They, they only have 17 episodes. But they do bring up the fact that Martin Stein is getting up there in age. And that... Yeah, it makes like you're no spring chicken, Professor. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jax is like 20 or 21. So he's clearly going to die before Jax does. He's like, you're going to treat him less like a son and more like a partner. Yeah. So then what, what, what's going to happen? I thought those happen? scenes were kind of awkward, like insinuating his death. But then, like, what's going to happen to uh, Firestorm? Like, because they need the two of them, right? Like, Well, they, that's central to the character is that it's two people combined. Yeah, but, like, the one of the reasons that Martin Stein is Firestorm is because his Matrix, like like encompassed him that wasn't like a dark matter thing so like somebody's gonna have his matrix like are they gonna go steal it from martin stein again and then give it to somebody else i'm betting uh it's his daughter that becomes the other half what like next season you think like if they do kill him off this season yeah because i don't know what perfect place for her to be then on the ship because she's like a time aberration so take her out of the timeline yeah i guess that makes sense but um i did see stuff like tweets from the actors that filming legends this season was like very grueling oh was it really and yeah like a grueling pace so and victor garber is like a diabetic old man so well they added i think they added more episodes they were only supposed to do 13 again uh and they added four more so it probably threw them off a little bit which sucks because i think victor garber is like one of the best actors on the show oh of course um he's in the musical episode that's next week somehow he makes it back to flash universe Oh, really? I saw yeah. Supergirl and uh, her whole team were going to be on The Flash for that. Yeah, I don't. I thought it was a two part episode, but like all of the, the ads I've seen just show for the Flash episode, so I don't know. I thought like it started on Supergirl and then goes on to Flash, but uh, I know he somehow makes his way over there. He's the only one from Legend that's, that gets over there. And 
I don't know that anybody from Arrow goes over there. It seems like it's just uh, Supergirl and, and Flash. So if it's likely that he wants out of the show, I kind of hope they don't kill him. I hope like just something happens and he just like retires. But you know he can make cameos now and then. You think he's gonna? He wants off the show. I've seen rumors because he is an old man and he, like it's a grueling film schedule. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I saw he, stuff like he he doesn't want to live in Vancouver either. Oh, I was gonna say like maybe they could move him to uh, Flash because he was good on like season two of the Flash. That because he was there for like half a season before Legends started. Yeah, he was just recurring. He wasn't a main. Yeah. But even still, I, I always wondered why, like, this season, they didn't give them a full Legends order. Like, they don't have 23 episodes like everybody else. Like, they just have 17. That would be another reason to just have them in um, Firestorm mode more often. Then you, you don't even have to have them film. No, yeah. He could just you be, like, somehow just, he just gets trapped in Jefferson's mind. Just do voiceovers. Yeah. But then they'd have to up their CGI budget to have the flames on Firestorm all the time. Oh, that would also be annoying. Like, he could never just be himself because he's always got Martin Stein, like, monitoring everything he's doing. I did like, uh, I thought the effects were cool on the the evil mind version of uh, Firestorm. Oh, really? I, I thought they looked a little weak on him, honestly. Because he just like had the, like the weird, like, they weren't flame. they were like black flames or something. Yeah, I thought they looked cool, like uh-huh. black and dark red. I did like the line, too, in the mind um, where uh, Sarah's like, the evil versions of us. It's like the evil you. The evil Mick, and then she's like, "Well, I suppose that's just normal Mick." <laughs> I love that everybody says that Mick is evil, but like he seems like a nice guy, honestly. I mean, he, he steals don't... and kills. Well, he steals and kills, but like they don't—they haven't shown him steal anything recently because they've been, you know, stuck doing these these missions the last couple episodes. But like, um, he—he's not the only one on the team that kills. Like, Sarah is a killer. I do wish, um, because with Captain Cold gone, like they need another villain on the team. Because he's yeah. the only villain now. Everyone else is heroes. I don't even know that he's a villain because I feel like he doles out actually kind of sage advice at times. Like, and like Maya, Maya went out of her way to like to calm him down at some point too. Like when he was feeling lonely and depressed about Captain Cold. So, but that's that's been like a sub point too about how he's getting soft. Yeah. So you think he's gonna lash out at some point? I don't think he's gonna lash out at them. I, I feel like he he generally does care about these these people. Like he wouldn't stay on that team if you know if it, he didn't care about them yeah but it's hard on that team because they're they had, they had the whole subplot when uh, where he was seeing captain cold in his mind telling him yeah he's getting soft and not to fall in love with these people but they're it's hard to have a villain as part of the crew because their stated goal is that they're going to be saving people they're saving the timeline so like they're trying to be heroes so like how does a villain fit into all of that like they had a hard time with cat and cold and um mick being there because they had to have all these subplots where like hey we're back in time we will steal stuff but they can't really steal too many things because then that creates a time aberration that there is a stop you know like it's kind of hard to integrate villains into that crew but i mean that's where the interesting stuff comes up is one well, of like, course how I, they slightly change things by like how there was a they made a, a george washington made a statue of him yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole premise is flawed. It's like you you got to stop time aberrations, but the only way you can do that is by creating more time aberrations. Like the whole premise is flawed. And then I think like, but I think they stop. If they fuck about it up, that. can't they just go back and start over again? You would think so. But then wouldn't they see themselves? Like, would they just make multiples of themselves? Well, that's what's funny to me about the Flash now is because like when they when he first learned to time travel, like he just like took over his old self. Like his old self just wasn't there anymore. But then now, now it's just like, oh, there's my old self. Like, I, I need to avoid him. <laughs> yeah, but if he goes to alternate Earth, there's yeah, his himself is there. It makes no sense when you think about it. So we should really stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, stop applying logic to that. <laughs> the last thing I just want to ask about um, about Legends is, what do you think they're going to do now with um, Captain Hunter is back? He he's regained control of his mind, but we already have a captain now. It's Sarah who's a natural fit for it. She's a great leader. Um, how are they going to decide who's the, the captain now? Um, I'm sure that'll be a subplot. Um, Sarah will want to give the captainship back to Rip, but he's, he's like so ashamed of all the stuff he did while he was mind-controlled that he's going to be like, no, you're the captain now. You did a much better job than I did. She is, um, I, I feel like, much better at it. She is basically the, uh, you know, the woman version of Oliver Queen anyway. Um, so, it's like, I think that she's, you know, great 
a great leader, a great captain. Uh, it's hard for me because last season when Rip was captain, uh, it just seemed like everything was all over the place. Like, yeah. But part of that was because I think they generally wanted the crew to just be obnoxious whenever they, <laughs> whenever they landed in a time period. Like, and Rip was always trying to like hide things from them too. Yeah. Like ev- they all know as much as Sarah knows. So yeah, Sarah doesn't hide anything from them because she doesn't know anything to hide. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. there was that scene too when. Gideon personifies herself and she's like wow Gideon you're hot (laughs) (laughs) I that's the only other thing that bugs me is like Nate says you know like oh she's bisexual but like they really lay into the fact that like she's like a super lesbian I know I was glad they did note that she was bisexual because she's had yeah it seems like they forget like she she never has any male relationships anymore like but like you forget the whole season where she banged Oliver I know that's how she got started in the first place yeah um yeah anything else about it i think that's it for this week uh just want to talk briefly about um you've been watching legion right i have been watching legion i love legion legion's great i've turned around on it i really like it now i didn't like the pilot but now that a storyline is formed and there's a narrative that we can follow i'm really enjoying it i'm really enjoying it i think it's it's unlike any other comic book series on on tv um i i like how uh, the cinematography is just excellent, but I love the the storytelling of it. How it's you're just you're learning more and more about David, but you can't trust anything you know or learn about him. Like they just happened this past week, where it turns out his friend wasn't really Lenny the whole time. It was like Benny or something. I forget what it was, but like it was a man. It wasn't Aubrey Plaza. It's just yeah. like it was this other guy. Like they, um, I love the Tony is his name, the black guy. Yeah, I, he's he does a great job. I love his character. Um. I love how they he slowly figures out that they're not looking at memories. They're like looking at mind, yeah, like the, stuff that he changed in his mind, right, or changed to reality. And they're like slowly figuring that out. And I like that the abilities aren't like aside from David's, who has like a ton of super abilities. But like I like um, when they show off his girlfriend's ability, and she goes to touch somebody, and how it just kind of zooms in. And like you see their fingers touching, and like this big light happens, and then they're like a different person. I love that that sort of effect where like you know time stops for a second as they switch bodies. And yeah. Although I'm like, how does that work? Because yeah. does does her mind go in the body, or I th- I, th- I think it's like they kind of just shape shift a little bit because like when they figure it out at the end, yeah, like, he tackles him. Yeah, but like he looks down and it's her, you know, like. But when she became him he kicked her in the face (laughs) yeah like they were in opposite positions yeah it it doesn't make sense because i was thinking that like when when um sid and uh david they switch bodies in the first episode or the second one and then i'm like how did they get back like because they were way far apart by the time that like they got their bodies back so i'm like does the mind travel somewhere or did like i at first i thought it was just their mind switched but yeah, it, it's weird because then it's like they have their body in their new location afterwards. So, I don't know. That, I mean, that's how he escapes from um, the mental institution anyway. But she said uh, he he she had his powers for a second because didn't she... Um... So they must... Yeah, they do... Like, because she kills Lenny. Um, yeah, the real Lenny. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it works specifically. I just love the visual of it happening because like any other show, like... Uh, uh, like if this was in like the flash they would actually show the animation of the person shape-shifting or you know but i love visually the style that legion uses uh when they change bodies like it's just it's not like anything else i can't wait to find out like what the the meaning is behind that that fat demon with the yellow eyes yeah it seems like all of the demons are just like these characters from his like kid story when he was young and um (laughs) yeah the world's angriest boy in the world. Yeah, and he has like that just weird, like drawn out round head. But he's like, he's like pulling this. He's because his power is he can, he's psychic, telekinetic, and he can completely shape reality. Yeah. So he's like, they're finding out that. I still can't like, figure his, out his nightmares are being shaped into reality. I can't figure out when this this show takes place. Like, is it the future or is it like the sixties? Because like when he's in um. Uh, whatever it's called, like Summerwood or whatever, the, the retreat there. Um, Summerland. Summerland. Uh, when he's in there, it looks like it's like the 60s. Like their equipment is like old CRT tubes and stuff. Like 
uh, and weird old keyboards. But then, like, when they go investigating, like, his, uh, where David is, like, the, the lady has, like, a tablet on her desk, you know, with, like, a, a modern computer. <laughs> and, like, when he's in the therapist's office, he's using a huge reel-to-reel yeah. tape recorder. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, when does this dumb thing take place? Like, it's it's hard to tell because those scenes don't have David in it. So, like, they're like, okay, well, let's check with his old girl, old girlfriend. Uh, oh, she's got a tablet on her desk and, like, a touchscreen over here. Like, I don't know. But then they go back to Summerwood and it's like, hey, we don't have any technology here. It kind of seemed, like, 70s-ish to me. Yeah. Um, I don't... I kind of thought about that, too. I'm like, why are they doing so much to make it into, like, a period historical piece when it really doesn't matter to the story? Yeah, I, I didn't get to that, and I just feel like I can't trust anything I'm seeing. I feel like maybe this is still all in David's mind for all I yeah. know. Yeah, he could be just creating the time theme. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure s- by the end of it, it'll be some twist, and you'll be like, oh, it was that way all along. I just didn't notice it. So we see his father in like one of his flashback scenes, like reading the story to him, but it's a silhouette. It's a silhouette, and then when they do try to look at him, it's just David himself. Late Late Show with James Corden this week had Patrick Stewart and Dan Stevens on at the same time. Yeah. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I did hear it. And he was like, uh, you know, you're my dad in the comics. Like, maybe you're my dad <laughs> on the show. And then Patrick Stewart's just like, yeah, I'll be Professor X yeah. on the show. He's like, oh, I am? <laughs> yeah, he's like, 100%. Like, yeah. Because everyone's been talking about how in Logan just came out last weekend. A lot of people think this is the final hurrah for both Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart as they these both, characters. Yeah, I did say that. I uh, mean, they're getting up in years and like basically those characters are timeless. Like it's hard for them to continue doing this. Yeah, I thought because, um, God, I was having thoughts last week, last weekend after I saw Logan. Like, I'm 30 years old now. The first X-Men movie came out, I was 14. Yeah. And I'm like, Hugh Jackman's been playing Wolverine ha- over half my life. <laughs> yeah. In 10 movies. Yeah. And I'm like, it's amazing, like, how much how much stuff I love has lasted. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about other stuff, too. Like, um, I was like, 11-year-old me would be happy to know that 30-year-old me is still watching new episodes of South Park. <laughs> I guess so. Simpsons have been on my whole life. I'm a pro wrestling fan. The Undertaker's been wrestling. He's still wrestling since I ever started watching. But, uh, yeah. I, I hope he does, like, cameos. I know Ryan Reynolds has like begged Hugh Jackman to have some kind of appearance in Deadpool. Yeah, but in uh, in Deadpool, they show that Hugh Jackman is a real person. So, well, I, I've been looking at like the X Men like universe, and the Deadpool movies are considered consistent with the X Men franchise, right? Except for Colossus, who is somebody else. Well, all that stuff got erased in Days of Future Past, so that's why <laughs> they can change everything. That's but why, that's was why in Dead, Days of Future Past. Was he? Yeah. Did he have... He got ripped apart. They literally ripped him in half. Oh, yeah. The Sentinels. And then they showed him at the end. Like, he was there with Kitty teaching a class. Yeah, because they go back in time and none of that happened. <laughs> but he's still he's still Colossus. He's, he's in the new future teaching a class with Kitty. Yeah, and he also teams up with Deadpool. But as a different actor with a Russian accent. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> He's just a CGI in Deadpool anyway. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't like have him not be uh, all metal. Wasn't, wasn't he different in X-Men 2 as well? Was no, it was, the same, it was the same guy. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, any thoughts on Logan? Um, I liked Logan. Um, I found the plot to be really predictable, but I thought it was still a good movie, so... I think Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart were great in it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I I didn't love it to the extreme that all the critics are going gaga for I it. I felt like it, 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 don't get me wrong, it's a good movie. I just felt like you're right. Like it did seem like it was a bit overblown in terms of the response to it. Uh, like critics are going like insane for it. And even like word of mouth has been like great for it. Not that it, it doesn't deserve to be seen because I think it's a good movie. It's just, I didn't think it was like the best movie of the year or anything like that. It was definitely more dramatic than than a standard superhero movie. Yeah, I felt like it wasn't really a superhero movie. Uh, one of the reviews I read called it like the Dark Knight of um, the X-Men films, which I, I can kind of uh, get behind because the Dark Knight wasn't so much a comic book film. It was 
more of like a crime thriller suspense movie. And this is more of a action western than it yeah. is a comic book movie. Because there's not a, a future lot... Future western. Yeah, there's not a lot of comic book action. Uh, I mean, they say, you know, his powers are dwindling. Um, really, the only thing that makes him Wolverine, aside from his temperament, is the claws that still come out. So those action scenes where he's killing people with the claws and, you know, X-23 is killing people with the claws, um, that's probably the only real comic book part of it. The rest of it, it's, a, you know, a somber character study more than anything. Did you get from the movie... Maybe I missed something. What happened to all the other mutants? Uh, they say it at the end. Uh, it turns out the doctor uh, has been poisoning, not really poisoning, but he genetically modified corn syrup over the last 25 years to suppress the mutant X gene. Oh, it was corn syrup? Yeah. So he's just been feeding the world's population like this modified corn syrup that prevents them from using their abilities. And did that kill the mutants that were... They're not, it doesn't kill them. It just prevents them from using their powers. So like, that's why Logan's was fading. See, I thought he said something about the adamantium was poisoning him and it was weakening his healing factor. The adamantium poisoning was real. It's just apparently his healing factor just canceled it out. But since the, the healing factor wasn't working because of the modified corn syrup and everything. I thought it was just because he'd had the adamantium for like a hundred years now that it was slowly wearing him down. Uh, I don't think that was the case because I mean he's healed from worse. Like they even uh, it's weird because it's not the same universe. They kept trying to say that it was the same universe as all the other X Men films, and it's not because they said that like this has been happening over the past twenty five years. But Days well, of Future even, Past even the, was like even t- in the comics, it's like an alternate future story. Yeah, and uh, it's just like the director was saying like no 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 no, no. this is the the X Men universe. I'm like no 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 because like. Days of Future Past just happened a couple years before this, and everybody <laughs> had their abilities. So, because <laughs> even they were hunting down by sentinels. Yeah, but there's even like a point where a doctor is like, "Oh, I never thought I'd meet one of you guys," and uh, yeah, because they you know have been taking down their the mutant abilities for the last twenty five years. I really wanted to see like who the group was that would that like had an enclave in Canada that they were going to, but I guess that's for the next movie. Oh, yeah, if they even make one. Do you think? Um, Professor X and Wolverine are really dead? Uh, yeah. Uh, I knew going into it that Professor X would be dead. I knew that he was going to die before the end of the movie. It doesn't make any sense for them to keep him. And I knew, uh, I suspected that they would kill Logan off, but um, I thought there was also a chance that they would keep him alive just to just to be with uh, the daughter. But I think Professor X is truly dead now, but, um, oh, spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Logan is dead. Because he was still healing. It was just really slow. I think he'll slow, like, be slowly healed. Well, I mean, he has that line. He's like, so that's what this feels like. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's truly dead because he does. I mean, what's the point? Like, he said he's not going to do another one. So, like, why shouldn't he be dead? But it leaves it open-ended. But do we need it to be open-ended? Like, why not have closure? You know, this is the last Wolverine movie. They Then they just don't make another one. But, I mean, if they wanted to make another one... Not that they'd make it in the future. I it was after cheesy. This, like, why did uh, Laura like take the the cross at the end and just turn it on its side so it's an X? I was just like, that's odd. You went tribute, out of your tribute to X Men. Yeah, but then you went out of your way to plant it as a cross <laughs> at first. Like, why not just leave it as an X? You know, how, how can you not enjoy that? I don't know, this is silly. That was the most touching scene. Was it? Was it? <laughs> it's a tribute to the X Men. All right, we got to wrap this up. It's yeah. been an hour. Um. Oh, uh, there was one other thing I wanted to say. So he gets, you know, he took the medicine that like enhanced his abilities. Yeah. And he used it all at the end. I'm like, some of these trucks that all these villains go in. Like, yeah, because they had the Wolverine clone and he they gave it to him. I'm yeah. Like, these trucks have to have medicine in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, and uh, one last thing. How many shots in that film were there of Wolverine waking up? Okay, quite a bit. <laughs> he He fell asleep a lot. During the, he was an old man. There must have been like five to ten scenes that were just him waking up in bed. I actually saw an article where they showed how much CGI was in the movie when there's actually a lot. Like a lot of the stunts like had stuntmen and like a stunt girl for, for Laura. And they digitally like mapped um, Hugh Jackman's face onto the stuntman's body. <laughs> so that apparently happened quite a bit. All right. Thanks for tuning in this week. We are the DC Monitors. 730 on strangelabel.com. Yep. And now uh, at Twitter, 
at the DC Monitors on Facebook, the DC Monitors. No new Supergirl next week, but we will have every other DC show brand new. Is next week the music episode for Flash? No, that's two weeks. Uh, Some other new Savitar-related episode. Perfect. Some new Wally West-related episode, you mean? Yep. (laughs) 